Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome back to FNA Van Life. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking to a police officer about van life, how they handle the situations when they come across van lifers, and even if they like van lifers at all. Yeah, so we were really excited to do this interview with Eric and Jen. Eric is a police officer himself, and he and his wife Jen are actually getting into van life very soon, so that's why they're excited about this and wanted to share, you know, with people of their community, the van life community, you know, how police officers view van life. And honestly, I think this interview with him or podcast was truly one of the ones that stand out. Like, it's one of those moments where you're like, damn, that was just such great, wonderful, helpful information for everybody in the community, and we hope that you guys feel the same way. Yeah, so this was filmed live on our YouTube channel. We do Thursday nights. We're interviewing other van lifers, so if you want to come follow us on YouTube, FNA Van Life, same as the podcast. So we did kind of chop it up a little bit just to give you kind of the highlights and the big questions and answers so that you didn't have to hear some of the in-between stuff. Um, but if you want to see the full interview, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. FNA Van Life. Let's get right into today's interview. The main question, which is like the header of this talk, is, is van life legal? It depends. Everything, everything I say uh, is go, goes by my jurisdiction, which is a small town in Virginia, mm-hmm. and or Virginia law. But a lot of the things I'll try to generalize so they apply to most other states. So yes and no. Some states do have vehicle vagrancy laws, which uh, we'll talk about a little bit later. Generally speaking, yes. As long as you do what you've got to do to stay legal. Yes. And so I guess the next question is, what do we have to do to stay legal? Well, I know we're going to get into it because I, I was tipped off onto what some of these questions are going to be. Yeah, so yeah. I know we're going to get into some of them later, but uh, I would say the first and foremost, what I would recommend to anybody is just if you plan on parking somewhere for the night, just find an officer, call the local dispatch, call the local uh, police department, and just ask them uh, if you see somebody especially a cop. Like we don't want to bother people. I don't want to bother somebody as much as you don't want to be bothered. So it's easiest if you would just um, talk to somebody, you see a cop on the street stop and say, Hey, we're looking at uh, parking here for the night. Is there anywhere that I can do this where it won't be a problem? And that also gives you the opportunity to introduce yourself to whoever that police officer is. Cause typically they're going to be on, if it's towards the later part of the night, uh, they're going to be there throughout the night. If not, they can always let somebody else know, like, hey, there's going to be a guy parking down here. I already talked to him. He's, you know, he's cool. It's, so it kind of gives you that opportunity to look as not shady as possible. That totally makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You, you, I know that in my, you know, 
my knowledge of all that, I, I feel that anytime you talk to anybody, even if it's like people in the neighborhood or whatever, and you let them know like you're just friendly, you're just there for the night or whatever it is, I feel like for the most part, you're you're allowing them to feel more comfortable with you. Absolutely. So, you know, just that, that human instinct of like this guy actually came up to me and spoke to me rather than trying to be sneaky is definitely a big deal, I feel like. For sure, for because if if I'm out patrolling, you know, we're just driving around, we're looking for things that are out of place. And yes. um, and somebody says, like, hey, we're looking at uh, parking. Matter of fact, it happened to me about two weeks ago. The guy was in an RV, not a van, but same same concept. And he, uh, he said, I just drove down from Michigan and he was visiting his grandmother, I think it was. And I, it was late at night. He got in about 11 p.m. I was on night shift, of course. So um, he just he stopped me. He's like, actually, I saw him walking on the street and, uh, and he kind of like flagged me down. So I rolled down my window. He's like, hey, I parked in the uh, park right here. I just drove down from Michigan. I'm, I'm here to see my grandmother. It's too late for me to go to her house. Is it OK if I just park in the park? that I was like, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so I knew he was there. Uh, I got an, an eye on him. I knew what his description was. And so it was it was a, it was a good way to uh, approach a situation instead of just randomly parking there, which alerts everybody alert, alerts me to like, why? Why is this somebody parked here? What are they up to? Are they off somewhere else breaking into a place or and so and don't look suspicious and, and, and it help. It'll help. Yeah. So would you say, with that being said, now I just have a random question that I'm thinking of. Would it be better to like almost want to be seen? So like, for instance, our last van had artwork on it and it was like saying, hey, we're here. We're F&A van life. Like, yep. you know, or the opposite where you have like the person who has, you know, trying to be as stealth as possible and, and park in an area. From my opinion, and I, I would totally much rather see a van with with a logo on the side and FNA van life because it just says like, hey, I, I live in this van. I'm not here loading it with TVs. Warehouse, yeah. right. I mean, you can do that, but um, I think the biggest thing is to just make your presence known and, and, and don't look suspicious. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so this is one of our questions. Well, I guess so. In general, how do how does the police kind of view van life and van lifers? That's probably subjective. Of course, right. I'm all about it. If I saw <laughs> it, one of the van lifers, I'd be like, "Hey, you know, go up." You know, right? I don't want to go up to the van because I don't want to bother somebody. Um, but you know, I'd be like, "Hey, you got a sticker?" You know, whatever. <laughs> I honestly thought about putting you know, one of the FNA van life or the pocket sticker on the police car just oh. to see how long I can get away with keeping it on there. That would be amazing. Cool. We'll, see. we'll see more to come on that. But what was it's, the question again? It's subjective, I guess. So oh, let, yeah, me, yeah. let me go back to Tick because I think I it, would, it would make sense to kind of explain why you guys are interested in van life and why you were open to having this talk with us today is because you guys are getting ready to jump into van life. That's right. So tell us more about that. So we have a van. We're getting built. It's getting built. We've got a Ford Transit being built. Uh, the build day is scheduled for December 17th. And um, we're going to head out to St. Louis and pick it up. We went through researching for the last, 
I mean, probably two years we've been looking at doing this and watching people and we've gone through all the pros and cons of the different types of vehicles, the Sprinter, the ProMaster. And uh, at the end of the day, we think that the, the Transit fit our needs. And we ended up going with new because the used market is so high. It wasn't that much of a difference between new and used. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll put a little bit down and then finance it and we'll see how it goes. We're excited for you guys. Yeah, We're in exactly yeah. the same boat. So you guys are picking your van up soon. We just got our van. So we're on a little bit of the same time schedule for uh, the build. Well, by the time you come back to start. There you go. Yeah. You'll be starting. You'll be starting. Yeah. So it'll be perfect time. You'll be building at the same time that we're building. Yep. So getting back to the question that went to that, um, just like van lifers, you know, you're going to have people who respect their environment more than others. You'll have people that, that litter or leave trash or dump waste. And, um, and then you have others that, that leave no trace and that are very respectful. They may park late and leave early. Um, they don't park in a residential neighborhood that, that alerts everybody in the neighborhood, like that their house is about to get broken into. Um, right. just like, you have different van life people and, and just population in general. You have um, people with differing opinions. Of course, I'm a, a big proponent of it. I support uh, van life and people that are living that lifestyle or going towards a, that lifestyle. But uh, there's going to be others that, that don't because there's, there's, there are people that look at it like um, you're homeless. And then you might be considered a nuisance to some. Right. Yeah. And I can see how you wouldn't want someone in your neighborhood just like leaving their trash all around yeah. or things like that. Um, mm. So definitely the leave no trace principles are a, a good way to be a good van lifer. Yeah. Whether mm. you're in the city or you're in the middle of nowhere, you should always live by that rule. Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the biggest things would be is if you have an officer or somebody approaching you, no matter who they are, um, always just try to be clear and respectful with them and that will go a long way no matter what you're doing even when the person is mean towards you uh, we, we've had several instances where people were trying to be mean towards us and then just were nice back and they left the conversation saying god bless you have a wonderful night mm -hmm. you know here's a good question so uh drinking in your van what if a police officer tells you you can't be parked somewhere but you've had a few drinks don't drive I mean, well, is so, it entrapment? Stay <laughs> like, under no, the legal like, limit. I would say stay under the legal limit. Um, and if you absolutely have to move your vehicle, like you, you know, let's say you guys are both in in one vehicle, and neither one of you are um, have both been drinking. Most police officers carry what we call a a, a breath test, a, a PBT. It's a portable breath test, and um, you're like, look, I can. I can move my vehicle, but I've had something to drink. Be straight up about it. Mm -hmm. um, would you mind? I mean, I could blow in the PBT and see if if I'm okay to drive, and and you know, and that's um, not going to get you in trouble. But also, I'm if I'm asking somebody to move, be like, I'm not trying to bait you into giving you a DUI. First of all, I don't right. want to deal with the DUI and the paperwork anyway. Um, so I'm not going to try to lure you into a DUI that's just sinister plus I mean you could probably fight that anyway yeah uh, 
Like I told the officer I was drinking and he still made me move. Right. That type of thing. So I think in that case, um, most guys that I know would probably just like, uh, if you absolutely had to move, I think your only choice at that point would be tow it. I mean, for some reason, you know, don't drive it. And if you have to move it, tow it. The the tow truck can can drive drive you a mile down the road and and put you in the parking lot where you can stay for the night, and uh, it won't cost you as much. Um, yeah. yeah. Is there technically, if you're just having a couple of drinks in your van and you're not moving anywhere, that's legal. Like you can yeah. drink in your car as long as you're not operating. Or in the front seat. Well, a van is a little bit different because if you're in a vehicle then you can still get hit with an open container. Um, but again, there's like, so you don't just randomly go up to a car and just uh, initiate a, a traffic stop. You have to have probable cause to, right. to actually like pull somebody over. So if a concerned citizen calls you and says, Hey, this car is parked in my neighborhood. Well, now we have the, you know, we're, we're investigating what's going on. So right. you may be approached. That doesn't necessarily mean people are like, well, you're not searching my car. But like, look, I'm not trying to search your car. I'm just like, I'm just addressing you as a human. If you were inside your vehicle, if you had the keys with you, that's defined as a DUI? Or do you actually have to be operating the vehicle? There's a lot of things that go into approving a DUI, and state laws are going to vary depending on that. So um, in Virginia, you know, you'd, you'd have to be over the legal limit, first of all. Um, but if you are and you're not operating your vehicle, it's going to be really hard to prove a DUI. And right. at best, you'd probably be looking at public, um, uh, drunk in public, which right. any, any amount of alcohol in your body uh, or, or drugs for that matter mm-hmm. um, could be considered drunk in public. Yeah. But like you said, I feel like the best policy is to not – probably tie one on too hard. If you're parked somewhere, you shouldn't be. Yeah. Maybe save that for when you're out in BLM or in the middle of nowhere, when Mm -hmm. you know that you're not going to have to move anytime soon. It goes back to common sense, you know, just time and place to it. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of time and place, X base guide wants to know what is the best kind of area I'm assuming to like sleep in in a city. So like industrial, 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 malls, or libraries. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, and yeah, we could even say like churches or hospitals. 24-hour gyms, yeah. Walmarts. I think there's a lot of options, and it would probably be up to the business owner. It is because it's private property, and you know that if it's private property, and Walmart is is, is private property too. Most of them, I hear, um, allow it. The one in my town does. Um, churches are generally pretty good because um, they want to support the community. Strip malls, you kind of get a little bit into a gray area. It really just depends on, on what's there and how visible you are. And um, uh, same thing with parks. Some parks allow overnight parking, some don't. We have uh, two parks in our town that you could theoretically park in overnight. Half of the park is closed from dusk to dawn, but the other part is, um, is open. And there's going to be some places where you may have boat boat launches uh, with parking available there as well. That could be an option. 
uh, depending on if you are in an area like that. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen quite a few of those on iOverlander actually on the East Coast more so because there's not as much um, BLM area or forestry land. So mm -hmm. we've noticed that we can park at those a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. All right. So we had a question from one of our Patreons, and it seems to be um, a common theme in the chat going on here as well, and that's about guns. So I know that a lot of van lifers feel that they need you know the extra security and protection of a weapon on board um hopefully all those weapons are licensed and legal and you've you know done all the things that you need to do to make sure that that's a an appropriate thing for you to own yeah um but so i guess the question is you know driving with that state line crossing with that um and then we have a really specific question about protecting yourself in your van. So like if someone was breaking into your van and you shot them, um, you know, would that be self-defense? It would be self-defense, but of course this is going to, this is going to vary depending on state to state yeah. and gun laws vary state to state as well as totally. as long as, so you have to look into uh, if you have a concealed carry permit, you have to see whether you have reciprocity in the other state. Uh, if you don't, then you have to look at how the ammo and gun need to be stored uh, and where they need to be. They can can they be readily accessible from the driver's seat? Can they not be? Some states you have to have like your ammo in the trunk and the gun somewhere else uh, or vice versa. Um, so that really just depends. And then it, there's not a like a lot of things. There's not a, a, a black line or a hard line with whether you're justified or not. And, and the same goes for like when you see um, police on the news for um, shootings, whether they may be justified, maybe not justified. Uh, the same goes for if somebody's defending themselves in their home. Generally speaking, you can't use deadly force to protect property. So if somebody's breaking into your home, just because they're breaking into your home doesn't give you the right to execute or authorize deadly force in some states or in most states really so uh it really has to go a little bit beyond that if if somebody was aggressively coming towards you then that's a, a little bit different sometimes if somebody's breaking in you're like hey and they realize you're in there they're going to probably you know head out but yeah. if somebody yeah. continues to uh, advance on you then i think you have a little bit more right to escalate the use of force against that person so you can't just somebody jiggle your door handle and you start shooting through the door at them i like what i like what bj bumble said they said i have a german shepherd and a wrist rocket what's a wrist rocket i think it's like a pepper spray is that oh, oh sorry, yeah oh, like, there you go. very old school yeah there's like also it. other things out there too like pepper sprays and stuff that you could use that isn't lethal but uh mm -hmm. we'll definitely put somebody out and not allow them to come at you but i think mm -hmm. the rules for that are also state they to state, state as state well because sure. it's certain yeah. states you're not allowed to have pepper spray Correct. and in others that you are but i do believe that if somebody is physically trying to get you or steal your stuff or do something like that and you spray them with pepper spray, I doubt that they're going to try you in a court of law for, you know, spraying them with pepper spray. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you're pointing at me. Because you don't do well with pepper spray. So oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I'll be, I'd rather be tased 25 times before I get pepper sprayed once. 
I've heard of police officers using theirs to like, you know, somebody's in the stall sitting down, you go and kind of spray it underneath the stall. Hello. Yeah, all the guys. Ruined his day. Yeah. Oh my God. So we're getting some wasp spray comments, bear spray. Yeah. Um, those are definitely good options as well if you want a little less. Uh, <laughs> Bart said he has a taser gun that shoots up to 30 feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all, like you said, tasers, uh, stun guns. Um, that's all, like you said, they, they're, they're viable options, but you got to look at the state. Some people carry little uh, baseball bats, and uh, I would be careful about the um, chemicals spraying oh. it at somebody. Yeah, because they can they can blind somebody, and you could open yourself up to like a like a bad civil suit. Yeah. Oh, yikes! That's understandable. I mean, yeah, you would think that if somebody's trying to rob you and you do it to them, there's a lower chance of that happening. But if you do it to somebody that you just don't understand the situation and feel uncomfortable, and yeah. then you you know, there's two different big differences there, and it's all the it's all about the intent too. Because if if you spray wasps wasp spray at somebody, um, and that's all you had, and you're just trying to like save your own life, that goes a, a, a long way. But I will go further than um, if if for some reason something happens, don't talk, talk to a lawyer. Don't yeah. just start rattling off, be like, oh, this is what happened. This is what I did. Just execute your right to stay silent and just do it because people will get themselves in more trouble, not necessarily with the law, but with potential civil suits later by saying things initially uh, in the heat of the moment that they shouldn't right. say. Yeah. Or like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, and like, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I like Scott's comment. In Canada, we just have to ask them to please leave us alone. Yeah, uh, excuse me, sir. Can you stop breaking into my car? Thank you very much. Feel your stuff. And like, hopefully, the incidence of somebody actually breaking into your van is quite low. Yeah. Would, you know, if you're in the middle of nowhere, there's probably not that many people around. I feel like if the- you're parked in a downtown city area. I don't know. Maybe it's more likely, but also, you know, I feel like it's definitely, frequent. definitely more likely in a big city area or like places where people feel that you're vulnerable and out in the middle of nowhere, all people feel vulnerable. So they're not going to try uh, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Gosh, I just hope never, nobody ever has to deal with that. No kidding. Yeah. 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 Um, On okay. To the next one. So let's, okay. We answered that one. So I guess what's the best way to find out state by state or like, cause also like within states, different cities have rules about van life. I would guess just like Googling something like that, but is there a, a big directory that you can find out? There's, I mean, of course you can Google. Google's a decent resource. Um, almost every state has a, a repository of all their laws and and that's good if you know what you're looking for and how to read it because a lot of it's just legal speak. Right. Um, so I would say go down to um, and talk to the police department and, and you can ask about – they're going to know the local laws. They're going to know the state laws um, because if you're in a little town, they're also going to have town codes that may not allow you to park within the town limits. And so then you can just be like, well, just go outside of town. There's a – a veterinarian's office or whatever. Right. So it's just like very specific and local knowledge, I guess is best. Mm-hmm. So. And that's hard because most towns don't put their 
um, town codes online. So it's, it's going to be nearly impossible to Google it and get any real answer. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess would you, I mean, I know I overlander isn't kind of the be all and end all, but lots of us use that to find places to camp. Um, but I guess most people on there probably haven't checked really if the places that they're listing are really okay. Or not. Yeah. Going back to the last question, one person said, my father was a police officer. He said he had a three foot long mag flashlight and said, hit him uh, top side, the head, better than a police uh, baton. Ba uh, baton. Yeah. But another thing you could do with a flashlight, if you have a really like um, high, bright level flashlight, you just literally shine it in somebody's eyes. Mm -hmm. And they are blind when it when it's uh, late at night, and they'll literally be seeing white dots for a mm -hmm. while if you, if you have a really good flashlight. So it's a great way to defend yourself and uh, keep um, people from even getting close to you. And some of them have that uh, pulse effect. Yeah, the strobe. Yeah, strobe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a question about. I feel like one of the things that I was really nervous about before getting into van life, which has turned out really not to be a problem at all, mm -hmm. but getting the knock in the middle of the night mm -hmm. where you know a police officer comes and like tells you that you got to get out of here or whatever the case might be. Um, so I guess what's kind of like the worst case scenario, like, are they really just gonna tell you to move on? Or could you, you know, get a ticket or, you know, like, I don't know. Generally speaking, um, <clears throat> we wouldn't wanna bother you as much, just like I said earlier, as much as you don't wanna get bothered. And usually the only time we will go uh, address somebody is if you look very suspicious or somebody has already called. Um, so the worst case scenario is you would get it. I mean, I would say the worst case scenario, you could get arrested. But I think that's probably very, 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 very slim. Um, you may get a ticket. More likely, you'd probably just get um, asked to move. Because even if you're trespassing, so you're on private property, you're not supposed to be there. And um, at least in Virginia, if the owner or the manager asks that you not be there, they'll say, well, they'll ask if, if you can be trespassed. So we would say officially don't come back. And if you do, you'll be ticketed or arrested. Right. Um, and so that's generally most people are like, Oh yeah, fine. Uh, no problem with that. Right. And yeah. then just move along. And that's, yeah. and that's when, if that does happen, you're like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize I thought I was parked legally here. Is there somewhere that you know that I could go? Right. Mm -hmm. I think Frankie was talking earlier um, offline about it's really a lot about how you react to the police officer as well. Yeah. So if, if somebody comes and knocks on your window in the middle of the night and you tell them to f off and screw you and you know and whatever, on, and on top of it's that, probably not going to go well. And on top of that, yeah, right. <laughs> and on top of that, read the situation. So like, for yeah. instance, there's some officers that could be having a bad day, you know, and that might come out while they're working. You know, as like an air conditioning mechanic, I had good days and bad days, right? And if I had a bad day and a customer got mad at me for something, there was a very fine line of me being nice to them and not being nice to them, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Even though you know you're always supposed to be nice, there's that little bit of that fine line that you just might break a little bit that day for whatever mm -hmm. reason. 
So read the situation. If you feel that the, even the officer is on edge, you just say, all right, I know that I'm not welcome here and I will you know, get myself out of diffuse, here. Diffuse, or, diffuse, yeah, diffuse. Yeah, diffuse the situation yeah. rather than escalating the situation is always the key, I think, to all of it. That goes for both parties. I mean, like I said, more than likely, I don't want to be approaching you. I mean, it's there's always a a risk you take when you approach a strange vehicle. You don't you don't know who that is. You don't know if that person that's in that van like is is um, kidnapping people. You know, I mean, where there could be a potentially deadly situation going on inside. That if by just knocking, you could be um, getting shot at. So. I think most officers are pretty hyper aware when you approach a vehicle that there, yeah. there could be something going on. It's mm-hmm. rare, but it happens. So you have to keep your guard up. And like you said, um, everybody has bad days. You could be having a bad day. They could be having a bad day. If you're both having a bad day, you could be, you know, yeah. escalating each other. Uh, and as, as police, we're really supposed to take a step back and deescalate the situation, regardless of how bad of a day we're having. Um, because we're out there to, to serve and protect. So it's not really, yeah. it's not right to take out uh, our bad day on, on somebody regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we have a comment from Kim here. Hi, Kim, how are you? Um, she says, as a woman, I think there is something to be said about being proactive, look around before you park and don't draw attention to yourself when in public, act like you live there. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to kind of go further with that question and say, you know, there's a lot of solo female van lifers out there. And so that's a very big common thing. Mm -hmm. And so is there anything that I guess, you know, women or solo travelers or just everybody should be doing in terms of security and their vans? I would say park in a, in a well-lit area um, and in, in a more public area. I know it's, if you have to be, I think we all want to be out in BLM um, and, and, and buy a, a pretty lake or something like that. But if you have to be within the town, um, be in a, a well-lighted area and, uh, and make your presence known, like, once again, I think that's probably, like, the biggest takeaway. And then that's also another time where you can say, look, I'm a, I'm a single female. I'm going to be parking here all over the night. And um, most police officers will probably increase their patrol in that area just to make sure that you are okay. That's cool. That's good to know. You know, that's something I haven't even thought about, you know, uh, previous to just hearing what you said. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know you have an ally, you yeah, know, because then sure. you're not really alone out there. You have, you know, some other people who've got your back. Mm-hmm. In- there's a lot of time on night shift where you're doing nothing but driving around. So it gives you something to do like, hey, let me go see if, whoever looks is doing okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Question from bacon, bourbon jam. So I guess if you get in the knock in the middle of the night and you freeze like a deer and you just hide under your sheets, <laughs> I guess you might get towed or something like that. If you're trespassing. Yeah. That's probably the biggest risk you run for that. So just like if you were, if I'm going to your house because I have a warrant for your arrest and you don't answer the door, that, that doesn't, depending on the severity and there's other things and caveats to that, you may get a warrant uh, or a search warrant to go into the house. But so let's say I'm just there for, for no reason. Uh, I'm just investigating something uh, and you don't answer, probably just going to go away. 
but it depends because if you look suspicious now i'm alerted to you so i'm going to be going past throughout the night um so it's really subjective to uh to what's going on a lot of people will call i mean probably five times a night we'll get calls to just something looks suspicious so we just got to go check it out make sure it looks okay and if it is just yep clear it out it's fine nothing going on there yeah yeah so if you're parked legally um then probably just going to go away we've been hearing a lot lately about certain cities or towns or different areas that are making like vehicle vagrancy which is basically like living in your vehicle illegal i guess kind of the question is why are they doing that and how is it being enforced and does van life kind of fall into that category or is it just cars (laughs) the big one everything is subjective so i live in a a rather i don't live in this town that i work in but uh it's a small town and we don't have a whole lot of van laborers so it's not a uh a problem but i could think of somewhere like maybe leadville colorado where a lot of people go and uh you know technically vehicle vagrancy is illegal in virginia and in many other states um but there's a lot of things that we all do that are illegal you know so it's it's kind of like you pick and choose the laws and you exercise your discretion in in which ones you uh, enforce because you just can't enforce everything. I mean, it, it's it's great to hear that, you know, especially from somebody who is, you know, enforcing the law, you know, because there, there definitely are things that are very, you know, small on the scale of what's good and bad, you know, yeah. and, and I feel like, you know, for the most part, a lot of cops take, you know, the better uh, progressions in that, you know, you're always going to have the other ones that take the law extremely serious. And then you're going to have right. the other ones that are more like, you know, give you a little bit of leeway for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, leeway. Like, you know, there's, there's word on the street out there. Like, Oh, if you set your cruise control, you're probably pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> some guys are going to be good with that. Some guys, uh, their threshold is a little lower. Some are a little higher, uh, but it's really up to discretion. So, um, but yeah, and that goes with anything. So like with the trespassing, could you get a ticket for trespassing? Yeah. Are you going to? Probably not because nobody really wants to deal with it in the first place. Anyway. I want to I bring this to a little bit lighter of a note. You know, since you are a cop and you're into van life, how many van lifers have you pulled over just to see their van? None. But, <laughs> no, but I, I mean – so you can't just do that, you know, yeah, you have have a, a probable cause, but you can generally find a reason to pull somebody over if you, if you really wanted to, yeah. but no, I wouldn't do that anyway, just because, um, I might, <laughs> yeah. you might right? like, hey, can I see inside? I get to see one in person. Really? Wow. So, it's not very big here. Well, I feel like on the East coast in general, it's not as big as it is on the West coast. One due to the, all the lands that you can park on and all the open land that they have out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it's just like, I feel like everybody on the East is very much into the hustle and bustle of life where everybody on the West is more like that chill vibe laid back. Unless you're and the like weather is generally city. a little bit nicer. Yeah. It's a little bit more fair. So I'd imagine you'd have more of a problem, um, on the West coast on, than on the East coast because they're dealing with it. Right. 
So if somebody gets tired of like, man, all these vans are always parking here. You know, then then you have a little bit more uh, of an issue, and that's why it's important to talk to the to the police because they're like, yeah, they've been blowing us up. You know, we get people that call. This one lady calls us all the time about her neighbor has music too loud. So we gotta always go over there, turn your music down, and it's not loud. She just thinks it's loud. Right. But you know, it's, and it's the same thing goes with the van. Like you, you may not be causing any problems at all, but somebody calls, and now we gotta go. Yeah. And so you just got to make contact. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, we've definitely heard that on the West Coast, especially places like California, that they're really cracking down on living in uh, a van. Mm-hmm. And, but then I guess, it, again, it's, you know, are you going to crack down? I mean, this might be a little bit, I don't know, controversial. But, like, if you see, like, a broken down with, you know, litter everywhere around it, looking like it's falling apart van versus – you know, something that's a lot, you know, more put together or, you know, just looks more legit. Absolutely. You know, is that going to draw a different kind of attention? A hundred percent. It totally will. I mean, if you're, if you're, um, if you're in a, a, an 82 Isuzu two door car and you're living out of that and all the windows are broken, you've got plastic bags hanging on the windows. Right. Um, that's a totally different perspective than somebody who's driving a um, a Sprinter van or a Transit or a Promaster, and it looks relatively presentable. It doesn't have to be like a shiny off the lot thing, but I mean, it looks. It doesn't look like somebody who's spray painting free candy on the side and just trying to get people to lure them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I do want to ask, do you prefer officer over cop? Because I am from New York and I say cop just because that's the lingo that we use there. You know, no. we have, Armando wants, to, Armando keep wants to keep us honest, you know, and I just want to be respectful. So cop is totally fine. And I, and I think that um, anybody who knows like so cop came from conservator of peace. That's like oh. um, nickname or whatever came from. Cool. So no cop isn't. I mean, I'm fine with all of it. Cop, 12. Uh, Pig. Yeah. <laughs> it even matter. Like, I smell bacon. Ah, okay. You guys you are probably great, got, honestly. like, all, you and all your police friends probably throw some Mostly stuff. Mostly don't care. I mean, you have some guys that, that probably, like, you know, so uh, I'm an officer. Or, like, oh, you call me trooper. You know, yeah, there's okay. going to be people that are like that. But, you have sheriffs out there that don't want to be called officer. You know what I mean? Well, it's- sheriffs are different. They're deputies. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. So they, so they might, they know, they might not want to get called officer because they're, they're not technically. Right. So people don't know, so you call it officer. They may correct you, say that's oh, deputy, uh, or constable. And I know there's other things like in Texas they have rangers and constables, and I don't even know what they are, but. Um, to each their own, but I don't think most people get too too bent out of shape about it. Yeah, um, uh, I guess it's all preference, just depend on who you are and what's coming in. And I'm in decency, you know. I, I afford somebody um, respect. You you hope you get it back. You know, uh, reciprocity is nice. If I'm going to call you sir, you don't have to call me sir. I, I mean, I wouldn't. It's kind of weird anyway. Like, yeah. you know. A normal I conversation. Just I feel weird when younger people call me sir, so I, I totally get it. Oh, when people call me ma'am on the phone, I'm like, yeah. really? Okay, thanks. People oh. do it all the time. They're like, yes, sir. And, like, and I appreciate it. 
Right. Um, it's like, I'll do the same, but. Um, so this is a little bit of an off the wall question from Bart. How are officers handling the van life during coronavirus? Is it a little more strict now that some places are on stay home orders? Um, yeah. So I don't know if this was answered yet. Yeah. So basically, is, have things changed? Are things more strict? I would think things are less strict because of the leniency that coronavirus has provided. Um, and that goes with, with laws in general, with uh, vehicle registrations and uh, inspections. Now we're, we're getting back to where they are being enforced more throughout the states. Uh, especially here in Virginia for a while, you know, you weren't even going to get pulled over if you had an expired inspection, uh, registration, um, and stuff like that. But now that DMVs are back open again, um, those things are being enforced again. So, uh, and that goes right into the, the van life thing, um, is that people were generally a little bit more understanding of people's situations uh, and the difficulties that they were face, facing um, so you had a little bit more understanding all around, I would say. And nobody who wants to uh, approach a car unnecessarily when somebody who could be driving that may be like super infected. Yeah. Like, why do I want to go subject myself to that? Right. So, so I guess like, unless you're doing something really wrong or sticking out like a real sore thumb, yeah. nobody probably wants to interact with you yeah we want to keep our distance as much as possible right the worst thing that's like the worst part of my job right now is, is well two things court dates and uh and having to take somebody to jail because then you're in the car with them and you don't know who they are or what their background is and you're just like oh. yeah, yeah. We actually, we're not talking about the epitome of society sometimes so yeah, Sometimes we have a number of friends who are police officers in New York, and a lot of them got coronavirus, especially when it first, kind of the first wave hit, like mm -hmm. it, like half the police force was out because everybody, you know, it's such a high contact profession that mm -hmm. you're, you know, talking with a lot of people all the time and you're going into the community. And so, you know, I could see how it would be extra dangerous when there's a communicable disease going around. For sure. Yeah, so uh, Armando from the vault said, is an officer offended if you ask for identification when stopped? You hear of times when they are um, officers that are imposters. Hmm. Uh, situation dictates because, I mean, you're already, you're in a, in a police car and it's not gonna, you're not gonna drive around in a, in, a, in a fake police car for very long before you get in like super trouble. Right. Um, because you'll know, like, uh, that's not one of ours. Or yeah. who is that in that car? That's not, even if it looked exactly like the car should. Mm -hmm. And you know, like, I just passed that car back there. I guess the question would be towards um, police officers that are, like, undercover. Okay, or yeah. Identified cars. Um, well, all right. So if they're undercover, then by all means – they're, they're going to have to display a badge. So they're going to have to show a badge um, when they pulled you over. So there is, just because you're showing a badge, I mean, you could buy a badge off the internet. Right. So um, it's one of those things that you could just say, like, <clears throat> um, 
you know, I, I don't, you're in a mar unmarked police car. I can't really see your badge. Would you mind if I see your badge? And, right. and, uh, and maybe some supporting identification to go with that. Or, or would you mind bringing a marked police car over here as well? And um, I mean, just let your concerns be known and um, people are going to accommodate it. And it's all in the way you, you play it too. You know, right. I mean, you're, you can watch videos on, on, on the internet and, you know, people, some people don't want to put their window down and they're not, not because they're afraid it's because they're being standoffish or they're, they're just trying to circumvent a law or like, or say they know the laws and you have no right to pull me over or I'm a traveler, which is, um, some people, um, classify themselves as a different type of society, um, where they feel like they're not, bound by the laws but anyway um if you're worried about it and it's a, and it's a legitimate concern like if you're a single lady or you know in a dark area at night um maybe it's best in your it's in your best interest to continue for a little while i'm not saying drive 30 miles down the road but if if you can drive a mile into a lit parking lot then do that don't pull over in a, in a dark patch of highway in the middle of nowhere if you feel unsafe and and if you do get her not harassed but if you get asked why you didn't stop they look i was going until i found a safe place to stop where it was lit because your car wasn't a marked car and it was it was it was scary i mean yeah. i probably would end up crashing because i'd be in tears she crying. me crying <laughs> Pulled over. I, I mean, that's, that's how it goes. You know, that everybody has a different feeling when they're getting pulled over. I mean, I know mm -hmm. me personally, even though I'm not doing anything wrong, sometimes when I'm just from being a kid and you it's know, so much anxiety, I, I would start to feel a little anxious or like, oh man, like what did he think I did wrong or whatever. Right. Or you know? what did I do wrong? Or oh my yeah. God, all these illegal but, things that I've never done. I'm like, what about this? But I always try to do all the right things. Like, turn off my car, put my keys on the dash, put my hands on the steering wheel, you know, try to just make sure that I'm trying to make that cop or the officer or sheriff or whoever it is pulling me yeah. over, try to make them feel as comfortable as possible. Let them know that I'm not, you know, a threat to them. That's right? always appreciated. That's if you can, if you can have your hands visible, that's always nice. Um, but yeah, we're all anxious, man. I, I get pulled over. I'm a cop and I'm still going to get anxious about getting pulled over. Like, because now I'm like, for one, I shouldn't be getting pulled over because I should be an example. So I shouldn't be doing things that I got pulled over for. But we all make mistakes. We're all human. Um, so, and, and if that's the case, then, you know, it's it's one of those things too. Like, let's say I'm speeding. I'm doing 15 miles an hour over. And I get pulled over and, and somebody comes up to the window like, hey, man, sorry about that. I didn't mean to be doing that. I'm a police officer as well. Well, you've got a little bit more explaining to do because you should know better. You right. Know? You, you got to keep yourself to a little bit higher standard. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So somebody asked, uh, I think this is going to be one of our last questions, um, but somebody asked, Jen, uh, how, what are you looking forward to living van life? Exploring, seeing places. I know we talked years ago when we retire, when, when I say we, when, when he retires from the Marine yeah. Corps, we're going to get an RV and we're just going to go travel with the kids and the dogs. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm going to go to the aviation school. Okay. I I've done my job. I support whatever he wants to do. 
okay, you're going to go do that. And so he was traveling back and forth, back and forth. And then when he decided to do this cop thing, there was no back and forth. So I had to, all right, let's pack up and move. Being in the Marines for 20 years, I'm used to that. Every three years we moved. But my daughter still had to finish her senior year. So she stayed. Me and my son moved and the dogs. Well, we took two of the dogs. She kept one. Um, I guess kind of like your van life dreams got put on hold. It got put on hold, yes. And then, you know, I had to adult and get a job. Yeah. The worst. And I mean, you're probably like, I don't want this. <laughs> no. I mean, on the side, I am a licensed cosmetologist. So oh. I can do things along the road without legally saying <laughs> that, you know, I can advertise that. Do you know what I mean? I just sit next to <laughs> The police officer. Right? <laughs> Everybody does things. I'm going to cut my own hair. Yeah. I tell them I'm off. Go to the barber. She does girls' hair better than guys. She can do guys' hair, but well, she doesn't like doing it at home because it makes a mess. Well, I can tell you what. It's definitely better than Alex cutting my hair. <laughs> I did get one back. Oh, good. Never live it down. <laughs> We got a super sticker from Jamin Blue. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. We really appreciate she it. She said she appreciates everybody in the chat right now. She's very thankful for us answering all the questions. You guys answering all the questions that everybody had for you guys. Uh, we we are very appreciative <laughs> oh. of you guys coming on the channel and actually sharing all this information with us. I know that everything is you know different between whatever state you're in and whatnot in whichever country too because yeah. people could be watching yeah. all over the place yeah but it's super helpful just to get the opinion of you know an officer and uh that way it makes us feel a lot more com- comfortable i mean it definitely made me feel more comfortable mm-hmm. for sure. i'll still be nervous if i ever get pulled over but <laughs> so i i do have a quick little funny story when we were pulling back into brooklyn uh on our first uh trip back like back to the area that we were from we're pulling in, and it's like 2 it or 3 a.m. It was late, super late. late, you know, and we're coming off the Bell Parkway, and I, I pull down, you know, going down the street. I'm like two minutes away from the house, you know, my brother's house where we're going to park in front of. And I see, you know, D-Tech ahead of us, and I and I go, Alex, that's a cop right there, and watch. No. We're going to get pulled over. No. And she goes, no way. And I go, I go, okay, watch. He slows down, pulls right behind us, you know, I guess goes to run the plates. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, pulls us over, and sure enough, I was like, I told you, did everything like I said I do, throw it on the dash, put my hands on the wheel, everything, comes up to the van, he's like, excuse me, what are you, you know, what are you doing with the van, like, what's inside it, blah, 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 and I'm like, well, it's our tiny home on wheels. Yeah, we're like, do you want to see it, like, like we can look? show you inside, and he's like, okay, I'm like, like, no. well, the door's broken, so I just have to, like, do it this way to, like, get you in. So awful. <laughs> yeah, but sure enough, you know, we were cooperative with them. He asked me to step out of the car to open up the back doors. Did so, you know, we have nothing to hide, so it was it was very uh, a very simple stop. Um, and then sure enough, they let us go. You know, that was before we had you know F and A van life and all that stuff going on. But hmm. but yeah, it was it was very interesting to have that know it was going to happen because you can feel it when it's coming. You know, at oh, least yeah. I can. You know, so. Yeah. Just one more time for the uh, thank you so much, Steve Woods, for the $5 super chat. So a lot of people are worried about liquor in their car. We did have one question just recently about open bottles. So like 
the van tour that we actually just did yesterday, it was a big bus tour, mm -hmm. and he's got a fully stocked bar. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that. But so technically all of those bottles are open. Yeah. So is that going to get you a ticket for having an open container in your vehicle? It's an RV, um, you know. Uh, if it's an RV, probably not. Technically, it is an over uh, an open container. However, you're you know, especially if you don't have any on your breath, uh, mm -hmm. and the situation is really different than in the back seat of a car, you know, and you've got beer on your breath and there's an open beer in the car. That's kind of like where the open container thing is. It's not. I mean, yes, you could theoretically get a ticket for it, but uh, I think it'd be few and far between um, yeah. because people know it's a, it's an RV and that's your a home. It may not be a permanent home, but it's a home for some period of time. And um, you know, you're going to have booze in there. Here's I, a stupid question. <laughs> With this whole Corona thing and you have a face mask on and you've been drinking, can you smell it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's just like weed. I mean, you can smell weed from behind the car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a question, too. I guess weed and booze would kind of fall in the same category, but then also well, weed would depend like state by state because yeah. in some states you're allowed to have it, but then some states yeah. you're not. Yes. Are you allowed to cross state lines with weed in your car? Depends on the legality of it. Right. Yeah, how some, much? And how much. Like, it's yeah. decriminalized now in Virginia under an ounce. Yeah, um, it's pretty much a civil a ticket. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a lot of states are going that way. Mm -hmm. um, and it used to be where if you got pulled over and an officer smelled marijuana in the car, it gave you probable cause to search the vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's becoming less uh, of an issue. A lot of states are doing away with that. Virginia is in the process of, uh, of doing that, of doing away with that as well. It's supposed to go into effect uh, in January. So that way, uh, but but nobody really does it now because um, it's it's really just the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah, for sure. So you know we're not worried about the the end user who who smokes weed every once in a while. I shouldn't say we. I'm not, and most of the guys that I work with aren't. Um, you know, as far as if there's no evidence of distribution in your car, like if I, if I see a scale on the floor, then, okay, then, got an issue, then, then it's probably going to be a, a search. Because you're like, hmm, yeah, not yeah. cool. Um, but obviously this is a state by state thing. So green, green mom says not in Indiana, if Michigan people cross the line and they have it on them, that's an arrestable offense. Mm -hmm. So obviously you need to know the rules where you're traveling, where you are and where you're going so if that's something that applies to you, and, you definitely do your research. And I guess I would say, you know, since most places are going uh, decriminalizing it, you know, obviously one way to get around it would be carry under the legal amount mm -hmm. for you to get in trouble. And then that will keep you as safe as possible. In and those don't places. do it while you're driving because then oh, it's yeah, yeah. like a DUI. And that's when you can smell it real bad. Mm -hmm. That's like the worst thing is like people smoking while they drive. I mean, that's yeah. definitely. Theoretically, that's as bad as um, drinking and driving. Depends on the person, but yes. right. Um, and then I guess going back to our original question about like vehicle vagrancy, I actually looked up a list before we had our talk today, mm -hmm. and so many states it's illegal for vehicle vagrancy, like a ton. And I was like, well, we had we stayed there for a month and didn't have a problem, and mm -hmm. we stayed here for weeks and didn't have a problem. Mm -hmm. So again, I think it's 
you know, where you are, what you're doing, it's all very kind of subjective, I guess. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And even, like I said earlier, just because it's against the law doesn't mean you're going to get a ticket for it. We've got a lot of um, power of, uh, of discretion of whether a um, law is enforced or, you know, whatever the case might be. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think we're going to end the live here. Guys, stay on with us because we'll chat with you a little bit more after the live. But uh, we want to say thank you, guys. Say thank you to, to them for being on the show and actually telling you guys all about all these different situations that we might encounter on the road. Now you guys might have a clearer understanding on how to deal with these situations. And remember, always be kind to everybody, including the police officers and cops that may be pulling you over. It will get you much further in life, no mm-hmm. matter what the situation is. And if people want to find you, where should they look you guys up? On Instagram, at, at yeah. Defining Adventure. We've got uh, other stuff coming along. Uh, we've got the channel set up, but there's no content on there. Um, so for right now, uh, on Instagram at Defining Adventure, that's where we both are. I hope you guys found that information as useful as we did. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to utilize a lot of that information, especially like calling the local police if we're in a town and we're not like out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and utilize that information to call them, let them know that we're staying in that area. And yeah, hopefully it works out. And we could definitely let you guys know in the future if it works out for us in a video. Yeah. So it was definitely really good information, especially about, you know, people wanted to know about open carry and liquor and all this kind of stuff. So hopefully we answered your questions as well. If you have additional questions that weren't fielded here, be sure to send us a DM on Instagram or email us at fnavanlife at gmail.com. Yeah. We're always happy to answer. Help you to answer. We're always happy to answer you guys' questions. We want to be as much of a part of this community as we can. And if that's helping answer questions that people are unsure of, we're here to help you with that. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye. If you guys are loving this FNA podcast and you want more, you're in luck. We've decided to release a special, exclusive podcast every single month that's going to take you way more behind the scenes on what van life is really like. All you have to do is just join our Patreon, and we're going to hook you guys up. Patreon is a website where you can support creators that you love, hopefully like us, FNA Van Life. For a small monthly donation, you guys are going to get more podcasts from us and also direct access to our YouTube videos before they even come out. Go to fnavanlife.com slash Patreon to sign up today and get instant access to so much behind the scenes content.